Welcome to the Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. Hello, potties. Helza here again. Today I thought I would tell you about other jobs that I've had apart from pharmacy, you know, in between my chemist gigs. When I landed in Perth, I caught up with my old mate Colleen. We've been friends from Sydney since I was 19 years old. We met up at the Herdsman Hotel and started celebrating me arriving to WA. With what else but Harvey Wallbangers. We celebrated for a couple of weeks. Then I thought it was time to start looking for a job. Usually it was just a matter of doing the rounds and knocking on doors. I'd been invited to a party this night. It was 1978, time of great parties, awesome music, live bands, good times. I was a very slim, long blonde hair, legs up to my armpits and an 18-inch waist, 20-year-old girl. This lovely man came over to me at the party and we started chatting. He asked me, have you got a job yet? No, not yet. I'm having a bit of trouble finding what I want, but uh, let's face it, I wasn't looking that hard. I was having way too much fun with Colleen and all her mates at the Hurdy. This man was Alistair Norwood, the founder and owner of Jeans West. He said, come into my office Monday morning and I'll give you a start in one of my stores. So in my skimpy little denim jeans, shorts, things, um, I worked in the Murray Street store. It was a lot of fun for a young girl as we would dance around the shop to our favourite tapes, no CDs yet. He was a good man, very respectful and a pretty cool boss. He deserved all the success he got with Jeans West. On the corner of Murray Street was a little pharmacy. I would pop in and ask for a job as I missed being with my other chemist chicks, my people. Fashion just wasn't for me. And one day, lo and behold, Tony the pharmacist said, Okay, one of our girls is pregnant and is leaving in a couple of weeks. He said, every girl I get in here bloody falls pregnant. Must be something in the water. Anyway, one afternoon I said to Tony, I don't feel so good. This was in the days the pharmacist did pregnancy testing. Tony goes, oh no, here we go again. Here, go pee in this Vegemite jar. I'll do a test. Yep, you've got it. I was pregnant with my beautiful son, James. Next adventure, motherhood. 13 months later, I have my first daughter, Katie. The loves of my life, that was until down the track when my other beautiful daughter was born, Nicole. Things didn't work out with their dad. And sadly, I was too young and I was wild. I was too wild to settle down. And he is and was the most wonderful man and a good human. He's always been a great father and he's always played a huge role in their lives. But like I said, I was just too wild and just had to keep moving around. When the kids are two and three years old, I fly back to Brisbane with my beautiful children to where my dad is living. A new start and all that. I get a job in a large pharmacy in Brisbane City Mall. This was a stunning shop and I was very happy there for a while. I remember an a and perfume had just been launched. It was huge and I loved it. On Christmas Eve, after an exhausting day, the boss shut the shop popped the champagne cork and said to all of us girls, my Chrissy present to you all is go pick yourselves a nice fragrance, whatever you want. I was so excited. I grabbed a hundred more bottle of an a and I was thrilled. There was no way I could afford this myself as it was quite expensive then. A funny fact, when it was first released, people would mispronounce it and call it an a and anus anus. Us girls would crack up and we called it a bottle of bum bum.
When I said I was happy there, it was for a short time as the boss got engaged to one of the girls. Now she was a nine carat gold bitch. But once he put a ring on it, she was a nightmare. So sayonara, sweetheart. I signed off on good terms, but wasn't hanging around for the shit show. That was about to start. Sometimes you just got to know when to fold them, as Kenny Rogers says. Many of my co-workers over the years, I'm still really good friends with. I've also made lifelong friends out of customers. Hi, Kaz. We met over the Clarence counter. And my little Irish mate, Catherine, who came into the shop one day, and we are soulmates. I even went to Dublin and we had a pint of Guinness. She said to me, put your hand in me hole and we go for a stroll as we skipped around Dublin. And of course, another girl I worked with, my beautiful friend, Fleur, my best friend for life and beyond. Love you, Fleurby. Now, back to other jobs I've had. In Perth, when I was 25 years old, I was a waitress at the Hare and Hound Tavern. It's long gone now. I was the worst waitress on the planet, but I looked good and told great jokes, so the customers loved me. I wore a little black mini dress and worked in high heel shoes, more appropriate for a catwalk, not a tavern. Anyway, I was so bad, I could only carry one plate at a time. All the other girls could carry two or three up their arms. No, not me. I carried the plate out, holding it with both hands, with my tongue sticking out to the side, in deep concentration so as not to drop it. Also opening a bottle of wine at the table, I would place the bottle between my legs for traction and pull the cork out with great force and concentration and my tongue sticking out, as again, because I can clearly think better that way. My boss calls me aside and says, Helen, you are the worst waitress I've ever seen. But the patrons love you and ask for you. So what am I going to do? I know, I'll put you behind the bar. Oh, fuck. If he thought I was a terrible waitress, wait till he sees me as a barmaid. I did love this gig, though, as we were allowed to uh, have a couple of drinks while we worked. The Hare and Hound was a very popular watering hole in its day. It always played great music. Our punters were from all walks of life, tradies to suits. Now, one day, this group of four blokes came in. Clearly a young bunch of, bunch of smart asses. They were giving me a bit of a hard time and they're saying, you ask her, no, no, go on, you ask her, back and forth. And I just said, oh, for God's sake, what is it? They slid a note over the bar to me and said, can you please read this out loud for us? So I started reading slowly out loud. Hi, my name is John. I think you are gorgeous. How's about we go out somewhere nice for dinner, have a bite to eat, then we can have a dance, have a drink, and go back to my place and fuck. As I fold the note in half and slide it back across the bar, I said, sorry, boys, I don't dance. I did a deb on them. What ended my time at the Hare and Hound was a female supervisor I had. She was a lovely girl. She was seeing this man for a couple of days. She would gush about him and go on. She was hearing wedding bells in her head. Then one day he came into the tavern and she introduced me and I knew him. From a while back when we were both in relationships, so we were just friends then. Now we were both single and the sparks were flying around the room. She did not like this one bit. The nail in my coffin was the next day when he sent me a dozen long stem red roses in a huge box with a cellophane window. So beautiful. So the end of my job. Mm-hmm.
The Chemist Chick with Helen Nichols. True stories from behind the pharmacy counter. You can subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever you hear great podcasts. This has been another quality podcast from Bytes.com.